The Lifestyle Show with Tara Lockery-Grant on RTE Radio 1 Extra. Welcome to The Lifestyle Show on RTE Radio 1 Extra with me, Tara Lockery-Grant. This is the show where we feature great interviews that we're lucky to get our hands on and people that we're lucky to talk to on rte.ie forward slash lifestyle and also in the Lifestyle section of the RTE News Now app and across social, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You'll find us and a lot of our pieces too up on the homepage of rte.ie. Now, something that we think about as parents a lot throughout the year, we do it, I don't know, I'm going to ask the man himself in a couple of minutes, how many, much, how many hours of our lives do we spend doing this activity? And yet many of us we're doing it wrong when then we do it wrong then we're teaching our kids how to do it incorrectly what is it it's teeth dental care brushing our teeth looking after ours and coming up to Christmas is a great time to sort of re-establish good routine because one we're eating a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. two we're around our kiddies more and we can kind of get back into good habits. So to tell us more about it, uh, all myths and magic and fact and fiction when it comes to our teeth, children and adults, is Dr. Paul O'Dwyer, who is the Group Clinical Advisor at Dental Care Ireland. Paul, great to have you in here. Thanks for thanks And for m- might I add, for those who can't see us right now, how dapper you're looking, my dear. Why, thank you very much. I try. You look amazing. You've got the, your whole, how would you describe your style? I have a uh, very borrowed and very old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a waistcoat, I've got a tie, bright white shirt and very orange trousers. You know what, but am I allowed to say that as a dad of four girls, I reckon they must think you are a rock star. Well, would that I Although, have, what ages are yeah, they? Oh, well, here we go. Yeah, 14, 14, <laughs> oh, twin girls. Oh, wow. Yeah, 11 and 7. Oh, so I go you're from, still cool. I get for, go from Frozen all the way through to uh, DJ Khalid and back again. Oh my yeah. God, you really have your finger on the pulse, which is no harm Arms when you arm. have four girls. I mean, and what's your, your wife's name? My wife is Deirdre. Because uh, she's probably a rock star. She is an absolute yeah. rock star, actually. And she's the fashion guru. Not oh my God, we have to. I'd love to talk to her. But Paul, it is this time of the year, you know, when we're looking at Christmas and teeth and we're just over the horrors. We're just over the horrors that were Halloween. I've mm-hmm. still, I've dumped so many things and then given away and brought into work so many things underwanted treats and things but that was on my for the forefront of my mind and that we have so many ad campaigns as well running continually almost promising to regrow our teeth can we start off first of all let's say for example I'm coming up to my first dental visit mm. um, with Fia now I, I, I she's five mm. okay this is the first official one I did take her before because I was taking her brother mm. what are the tips that you would give let's say five tips okay. for dental first dental care visit first dental care visit the earlier the better we get in so people say when when should we bring them six months stop it yeah and you'll say my gosh that seems really young okay so there's a couple of reasons behind that so the first tooth to come into the mouth is at six months so your little baby your small ball of humanity that's rolling around there you want to bring them in and you want to get them checked out. And sometimes patients and parents will say, it's a little bit too young. I mean, there's not going to be hopefully anything wrong. Exactly. There's nothing wrong. We like to establish a baseline chart to see exactly that everything is going in the right direction. And with that baseline chart, when they visit again, we can predict better progression, uh, fast, better growth. We can spot problems before they arrive. It also gives you, the parent, the opportunity to ask questions about diet and about brushing and about maintenance. And most importantly, number one of them all, is building that trust. Going to the dentist when there isn't a problem is the best time to go to the dentist rather than what we have here in this country, which is what I call fire brigade attenders. So <laughs> you go when the house is on fire. Hey. So that's my, there are some of my tips. 
Another tip I'd suggest to you is, and particularly for new parents, let's think about what's the best time for you as a parent to go. So I know if you've got, like me, you've got four daughters, uh, so I have a very busy household. So trying to kind of slot that in between school runs, camogie practice, this, that and the other. Think about the time that suits you best ring ahead to your dental surgery. So in some cases, uh, dental surgeries will actually have a kiddie morning. Wow. Um, and also, um, we of, often, parents will have a fear of going to the dentist. All that's changed. That's my, one of my myths I'm going to d- 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 banish right well, now. Well, listen, you had me, you had the, probably all of us at kiddie morning. Sure. So is this where you make the, the surgery much more child friendly? Yes. So some of the, so you are, you and you're, you're younger than I am. But what I would say is. Why, I, why, thank you, Paul. <laughs> I would say that uh, my experience as a child, and this, I always speak not just as a dentist, but as a parent, but also as a patient. That's really important. So I remember as a child going along, being in a busy waiting room with loads of people there and noises of drills and that funny smell you get. Yeah. They're all the things that I associated with it. We've moved on from there. Uh, what we, was that we, funny we, smell? Yeah, it was uh, zinc oxide eugenol. Eugenol is a special kind of material we use to help repair teeth. Okay. So that's, that's the funny Less smell. Less scary when you explain it. Yeah. Okay. And, it's, and, it, and exactly. And it's uh, that idea of building trust. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly newer graduates will have been taught very different ways of building and establishing trust. So, for example, in Dental Care Ireland in Kells, we have a brand new, fresh out of college, 2017 graduate. Their training would be not vastly different from mine, but enough tweaks and twerks that it actually works a lot better. Okay. So you had your training with uh, medically and then you also had then your children. That's right, exactly. Bedside manner was developed. Bedside manner is <laughs> developed. And it's understanding how you do that. So you're the parent, you have this, as I say, small ball of humanity rolling around <laughs> and you want to bring them in and do the best for them. So bring them along at six months. When you ring ahead, say, what's the quietest time? What's the time that suits you? Many of the dental surgeries now have beautiful, bright, clean, welcoming waiting rooms. Um, I'm thinking again of Callan, one of our practices in in County Kilkenny. It has an actual play area for children. Another of our practices has iPads. So again, the idea here is this is a welcoming environment. It's a place where they can go. It actually almost incentivizes the children to come in. And then you Very as the parent good. with your experience, you can go. The second thing, and you touched on it in your introduction there, you brought your child when you were going yourself mm-hmm. or when your, your other child was going. I often say, let's not just make this all about the children. Let's make this a communal event. Good. Going to the dentist should be like going to the shops. And the more frequently we go, the more familiar we become with it. The trust that builds, we get better information as diagnosticians and clinicians. So we can keep a very close eye on your chart and development as you go through. I love that. You know, they're very tangible. It it makes sense. Now, the only thing I will say to you, you being a dad of four, you'll Mm. get this cost. Yes. Cost is always an issue. So if we if I, I wear my adult hat for a second, right? and what I'd say is a couple of things. So if you're an adult attending, thankfully, we've seen the reintroduction of PRSI yes. uh, and the expansion a little bit of the medical card. So right now, as we speak, more than eight out of 10 adults in this country is entitled to a free checkup. It's free. F-R-E-E. Four letter word that we love. Right? <laughs> love it. So that's the first thing. With regard to child care and child dental care, at the moment, there is no free examination. However, as we know, the HSC is currently running a school's screening programme that goes usually first, third and sixth. Now, the HSC are better to talk about that than I would. But that's one thing. First, but third and sixth. Sixth, okay. yeah, usually. Now, it, the areas will vary. So you need to check with your regular local principal and the surgeon of the HSC to find that out. But I suppose with regard to cost, my, my bottom line with this is very simple. And you know this as a parent as well. Prevention 
is better than Cure. It's also a lot cheaper. Well, first class, I'm just thinking. Mm. I mean, obviously, that's seven, six, six seven, seven. Yeah. That's, I would have thought, very late. It is very late. and that's, Ch- that Some children could have fillings by then. Absolutely. In fact, you know, we were looking at some statistics on the way up and there's a fantastic resource which anybody can look up. It's called Dental Health Foundation. .ie. I'm going to write a that down. Really, really good, really, really good website. And uh, in they quote a 2002 survey that says um, only uh, 58% of Irish children brush their teeth twice daily. Now, why? Because obviously we could go shock, shock, shock. What are the reasons first before we start jumping in and judgment sure. on that? Yeah, so uh, reasons are it, it hasn't been part of our history. It goes back to what I said earlier about fire brigade attendance. So I'm all about prevention. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the big things that many parents do, which is really good, is that nighttime routine. So we spend lots of time scrubbing up with loads of bubbles and washing the hair and toweling down. What's the first thing a child of that age will do if you give them something? They'll put it in there. Mouth. Exactly. Bingo. You've <laughs> answered my question. So as you're toweling them down, getting them ready, give them a small pediatric sized toothbrush into their hand. The first thing they'll do, put it in the mouth. Yeah. Result. <laughs> Excellent. We're halfway there. So if you fold that into your nighttime routine to start with, that becomes second nature. It becomes as simple as, oh, I'm going to be toweled down now. I'm going to give me my toothbrush and off we go. That's the start of a really good habit. First thing when I see a new parent is, listen, here's a, here's a really top tip. And it's so simple because we know from toddlers, the first thing they do is stick everything in their mouth. So why not a toothbrush? So the idea would be so from zero to two, um, you would say to yourself, OK, so here's the brush. And you as the parent will uh, physically, mechanically brush around very gently. Now, you don't have to be scrubbing. You're not scrubbing the yard, right? <laughs> this is more like dusting the, the, the furniture, right? Lovely. And that's what you got to do. Now, you don't need a dental degree to look in somebody's mouth and say if they've got clean teeth or okay. not. The second thing is from zero to two, a small toothbrush with water. No toothpaste at that stage. That's right. Just water. And then the final thing is when you look in, just make sure that you're happy that everything is there. They're all good color, nice, healthy, pinky gums and everything is fine. And again, the more uh, the more you supervise and fold that into the routine, the better that that habit will stick longer term. Great and good timing leading us to the next stage. So Mm. the twos up the threes. Yep. Often a child will fall. There'll mm. be a bang and the teeth will get it. One of the reasons possibly we have baby teeth, but you can, you're the expert. Often one of those teeth, the front teeth, normally it can get black, mm. become black. But then it can kind of it can become black quite quickly mm-hmm. and then go back to being less black, mm-hmm. almost white, um, until it die, does die and then comes out again. And mm-hmm. that's the time where the, the tooth fairy or the pirates come to take it away. Mm-hmm. So what's what should parents do or not do in and around the black teeth? If we have any kind of injury at all, just I would strongly suggest to visit your dentist. That's number yes. one. And because we, we don't know what's what's happening. Um, teeth can discolor for loads of reasons um, and often I say with baby teeth particularly and you described it very well where they go black and then they, they lighten up again that can be what I call a dental bruise Wow! and that's the uh, my terminology not scientific but that's what can happen so there you get a bit of an injury around it and then it recovers but again a trained dentist is the person to ask Bring Isn't them along. That amazing mm. though. Tra- a dental bruise. Yeah, dental bruise. Well, that's my terminology yeah. now. It's not another thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, what I would say, and your dentist will often say, we might take a small x ray. And the idea there is not just to, to check the structure of the tooth itself, but Blood more flow. importantly, 
the uh, the successor, the permanent tooth behind. That's hugely, hugely important because some of the some often or not hear, the blood flow, the nerve damage yeah, the would nerves, it be exactly yeah. yeah, and it just gives an idea of it hasn't been anything moved around a bit too much. That's pretty much it. Okay. Another question we often get asked is, do you know what um, my little Katie or my little Johnny has had? You know, there's, there's a cavity there. Should it be filled or should I take the tooth out or what's the story? We baby teeth are there for a reason. And amongst the reasons are obviously to help to chew and bite and develop that good chewing action. Also for speech, also for helping to swallow. They're they're all kind of functions of baby teeth. Another very important part of them is they are the gatekeepers. They're the space maintainers for this permanent tooth that's jug, jug, jugging all the way up behind. So if we lose a baby tooth early, then the gate is closed and the, the permanent guy takes that a little bit longer to get there. And so if you like, that then leads to the surrounding teeth tilting over to fill that space. So you can end up with lots of problems for orthodontics longer this term. This makes complete sense. I think I found myself whispering great halfway through you saying that. <laughs> That's really interesting. Yeah. And so, uh, and again, I say this more as a parent than as a dentist, yeah. to be honest. Um, and so I would say, look, maintenance is, is key. Prevention, better than cure. Regular attendance, building trust. They're all the key messages. Establish that I, the brushing routine and stick to it. So we're now, Paul, we've mm-hmm. got from, we've passed the pirate's teeth and yes. the ga- gaps. Sure. So if there's a cavity, get it filled until that tooth would organically fall out. Yes. And in, in some cases, and again, I'm thinking about this uh, again as a functional parent, you'll find some dentists will say, do you know what? The cavity that's there is actually quite big. Uh, it hasn't progressed any further. It's what's called arrested decay. It's stopped. Sure. Um, and the brush can actually clean it quite well. So in some clinical cases, we'd say, leave well enough alone. Don't intervene, but do keep it clean. Okay. That's pretty much it. But yes, try and hang out your baby teeth for as long as you can. Now, it's not always possible. There may be infection there and there may be indicators to remove. But but if possible, try and hang on to them. Great. I still have one of mine. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. See, you're not as you know, you're younger, way younger than uh, I am. But, but it's going to go, isn't it? <laughs> well, they can do. Actually, you touch on a really interesting point there. In some cases, um, some adults would be missing a permanent successor. Are you? There you go. Okay, it's probably a canine tooth, is it? It's it just tooth? behind it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, down there, fives. Yeah, yeah. Second, second premolar. That can happen. <laughs> yeah, I do the lot. <laughs> How pretty is this? <laughs> yeah. Here, this one. It's a baby tooth. Yeah, so you mm. see, you're still young at heart. <laughs> but it's important. And... I think uh, more habit forming than anything else is this idea of regular attendance and regular brushing. And, and again, it makes sense. One of the questions I often get asked then is, at what stage can we leave children brush by themselves? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, my God. I was told up until seven, supervise and yeah. assist. Mm. And after that, supervise. I So here's my line. Very simple line. I have all girls in my house, but... I have a PlayStation as well, right? So I'm a gamer and I love playing Are PlayStation. You? Yeah, but only at Christmas. Okay. Otherwise, it goes back up on its holidays to the attic. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're with me on that yes. one. Okay. So um, uh, PlayStation, we have the Republic of Ireland is the highest ownership of games consoles outside of Japan per capita. No. Mm. How do you know this? Now, how do I, this is the kind of nerdy fact that I like to find out. <laughs> Why do I mention this in a dental topic? What in God's name is he talking about? Manual dexterity. Think of all those oh, brilliant. Yeah, adolescents, teenage boys and older, like me, who are absolutely fantastic at getting Mario into his cart and playing Call of Action 2 and Call of Duty and FIFA 2021. <laughs> if they can spend five hours doing these incredibly intricate thumb finger movements, you can spend two minutes brushing your teeth. Great. And should the duration be to the length of happy birthday? Uh, yeah, no, that's an interesting one. I would say as many teeth are as present. Okay. <laughs> so uh, always brush the teeth you want to keep is a great that's line. That's a great yeah, line. Yeah. Always brush the teeth that you want to keep. That is a good line. I'm going to say that now Yeah, tonight. always, always yeah. brush the teeth you want to keep. But two minutes, yeah, three minutes, depending. I mean, I would say the big thing is really, number one, brush. <laughs> that's a result. 
Yeah. In my book, that's a result. Number two, if you can floss sort of 12 onwards, if you can, um, and regular checkups. And the regular checkup thing I kind of keep going back to. And the reason I'm saying that again is because we can prevent problems before they start. Decay, just tooth decay in general, without getting too scientific about it, it takes a long time to establish. It does. So if you're attending regularly, your dentist is well placed to say, you know what, that's a very early cavity, but we can reverse some of that damage now or we need to jump in and save it at this point or whatever. So that's where the, the regular attendance comes in. Okay. So the next thing, and it does make sense to get into those habits and good, good mm. habit forming routines, myths versus reality. Yes. So... You know, the, 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 I don't know if you'd call this a, a myth or not, but, but actually, what am I saying? It, it should be fact, but some people believe this. Okay. There are certain ads for certain toothpastes um, currently which suggest things like may rebuild enamel. Um, what is your view? OK, so uh, here's here's where I get very pernickety about the English language. Good. <laughs> OK. Well, I'm with you already, I think. So uh, rather than talk in abstracts and get too scientific Let's take a look at our tooth. So imagine we are standing in front of a large tooth. The outer coating, the armour, so you're of a medieval knight and he's in his armour. That armour is enamel and it's made up of various minerals. And like the waves coming in towards the shore, we occasionally get acid attacks from mm-hmm. things like refined sugar and that weakens the enamel. So the term is it demineralizes, so it takes away some of the good stuff. The acid attack then leaves because you've taken away the sweets or you've swallowed the sugar, whatever the case may you be. You brush your teeth. And you brush your exactly. So your enamel then remineralizes. So the armor starts to build back up again naturally. So anything that promotes that remineralization, so diluting the acid attack, drinking a little bit more water, using fluoridated toothpastes, they're all positive things. Um, and to talk about sugar intake in general, just, just as a side point for a second, one of the things people often say is, oh my God, like, you know, should be eating, avoiding sweets. Yeah, you should be avoiding sweets between meals and all those good things. But let's talk about acid attacks in general, because sometimes it's kind of lost in the translation as to what that means. So I love to take a pen picture, okay? Imagine, if you will, a plain digestive biscuit and your steaming hot cup of coffee and you're dipping your plain digestive biscuit into your coffee. So as the coffee goes through the digestive biscuit, the biscuit starts to lose its integrity. It starts to loosen and eventually it will fall out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, imagine your acid attack is the coffee (laughs) and your digestive biscuit is your enamel. Okay, so uh, if if I'm dipping my digestive in and then I say, oh, and take out the hairdryer and dry it off again, the digestive biscuit will start to get hard and reform. Not quite as much as it was originally. Very good. That's how acid attacks work. And that's what I say to children if they ever ask that question. So think about things that will promote stability, that will increase that armour, that shielding that you have with your teeth and will protect it. Paul, that is brilliant. I think we need you and, and your analogies for all walks of life. <laughs> Can we just put you on the telly continually? Sure. Oh. Next thing is, what about, um, how do we measure up? We'll get back to some mm-hmm. more me- me- facts and, f- and, and figures. Or actually, no, dental whitening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does it make your teeth more sensitive? Uh, it can, yes, it can do. It can do. And I'll talk about whitening. Show, me, show me your teeth now. They're not particularly white. They are lovely. <laughs> They're warm. But I, well, do I, I you t- do it? Yeah, no, I don't. I you don't. See, that's what I'm looking at. You You mm. have gorgeous, you're wearing a white shirt. Your teeth look white, but you don't have that day, uh, Ross from Friends look about you. <laughs> Very good. I'll talk about colour in general and just to give people an idea of where we are on good. the colour spectrum. So when we're when we're small little toddlers, we have what I call Cinderella A1 white teeth. Lovely. <laughs> okay. I like that. And Cinderella A1 white teeth. You say, oh my gosh, you know, when she was a small child, my little girl had 
such beautiful white teeth. And now look at her teeth. Oh, my God, they're yellow. Well, OK, so here's the deal. So the baby deciduous teeth are thinner by nature. They've got thinner enamel and thinner dentine underneath. Because they're thinner, they allow more light through. Oh. So that's why they're whiter. Our permanent teeth, they're stronger, guys. These are the big buds. They're going to be taking you from the age of six all the way through to the end. So maybe 100, maybe 110 years, depends. So they're thicker. They're more dense. They've got lots of packed dentine, lots of packed enamel. The light doesn't travel through as much. So they're darker and yellower. So that's why we have a difference between baby teeth and adult teeth. Second thing is, in this country particularly, in the 60s and 70s, so if you talk about, say, for example, my parents or your parents, as they were growing up and certainly when they were in their 20s and 30s, there was less prevention in dentistry and more extraction and replacement with dentures, partial dentures and permanent dentures. So let's take a trip back through Time Tunnel Land. We're in 1965. Woman walks in. She's 35 years of age. She's losing a tooth. She's losing a couple of teeth. She gets them removed and her denture is placed on that day in 1965. She's 35 years of age at that time. Fast forward. It's now 1995, 30 years later. She's now 65. She still has the denture. Oh, wow. So she's wearing a a 35-year-old's teeth in a 65 year old mouth so visually as a population we're not used to seeing what natural teeth look like as they get older because here's the news flash natural teeth by their nature are darker as i explained they're yellower and as we get older they get grayer wow okay so when you look at uh, say a, a celebrity who has retained their own natural teeth and has done nothing with them they should be darker and yellower and grayer and as certainly in my working life that's what we will see okay. eventually and it also goes into color matching rewind to your question which is to do with whitening so there has been a fad in the last while about teeth whitening From my own um, point of view, here's what I say to most patients who ask. I say, first of all, get your teeth cleaned. Unfortunately, all the fun things in life, so chocolate, wine, coffee, uh, cigarettes, if you're very bold, they will all stain your teeth and they form extrinsic staining. That's staining that's on the outside of the teeth that sticks onto it. So brushing will help a lot, but professional cleaning by a dentist or more importantly by a dental hygienist will actually up your shade by one or two. So that gives you a baseline of what your teeth should look like. If after that time you then want to go a step up from there, then there are whitening products and solutions and therapies that you can do. Absolutely. Oh, that's brilliant. And even when you were talking about that there now, I was just listening with regards to teeth cleaning. Mm. So do you think, if, you know, now we have much better teeth whitening kits that we, than people used to have, whether it's in the surgery or to take home. Much better, much more gentle. But do you think even when your 14 year old twins turn 34, there's going to be a lot better, more gentle range? Out I, think, there? I think so. I, I do think so. I think the, certainly and this would go back to another one of the things that uh, people often ask, what's changed in dentistry? What's mm-hmm. improved? I think our materials have improved tremendously um, I think also I hope that our diet will have improved a bit more <laughs> in the next 20 years and we'll have learned some of those lessons so you've got two things happening one a better material which as you say is softer and also our diet has improved so there's less chance of staining so put those two things together hopefully we should have a nice bright white smiling future Teeth grinders. Yes. We all have kids. Mm. If you're or whoever, your your loved ones, you're lying and you're listening, and you can often hear somebody's grinding somewhere mm. to do or what not, or what not to okay. do. Okay, depending on the age. Um, and again, this kind of makes sense if you think about it. If you look at say a child of between eight and twelve, 
and you hear I, I call it the, the like the real track sound for it's a terrible sound it's awful and you say just oh my god are they having a nightmare is there something happening at school all these things go through your head as a parent newsflash nature what's happening the little baby teeth are actually making their way out of your mouth and to help them on their journey they grind against each other they're wearing themselves out to hasten their exfoliation their loss so the permanent guy can come through brilliant nature nature you can't beat it so it's that's 8 fantastic. to 12 oh, about Sorry, 8 to 12 yeah, yeah, maybe, about, a bit about, maybe a bit younger I'm, I'm always loath to put kind of black yes. and white labels on it because everybody's different yes. you, you still have a baby tooth <laughs> yeah. um, thanks for so pointing yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 21 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good if it's okay. somebody older yes somebody older okay so if we talk about big grown up adults yeah grinding can be there there are a couple of reasons for that usually it can be stress related uh, and we can get these wear facets particularly at back teeth that can be stress related and you'll find sometimes patients will say, you know what, I've got very sore jaws in the morning and I don't know why. And you'll find that they have been grinding. And there are a couple of telltale signs we'll see as dentists when we look in. You see these kind of wear facets, almost like saucer shaped sections and the back of the molar teeth. That must be great to see. Yeah. Not can, great to have. Not great to have. Yeah. And, it, and, but, and that's what you can do. Mm-hmm. I, I always say a good dentist is like the Sherlock Holmes of the mouth. You can tell <laughs> loads of things about Lovely. what's going on. You can even tell if someone is left handed or right handed. No, you can't. Yeah, you How? can. Uh, if your dominant hand is right hand like me, you'll brush much better on the left hand side. Of course. Rather than of the right hand side. Of yeah. course. I so, love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Who's your Watson? Yeah, yeah. That's your wife. <laughs> My wife. Yeah. Um, let me see. I have so many other things that I want to ask you. The <laughs> other thing is when you are, um, the advice for parents, oh, treats, mm. Christmas, as yeah, we were saying sure, earlier, yeah. and Halloween, and mm-hmm. each week. This is what I was told, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, dentist many years ago. Yes, children, eat your sweets, brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. Do not eat in between. Mm-hmm. So the idea behind, yeah, you were right in, from the point of view that... First I mean, of, don't eat them, ideally, yeah, 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 obviously. Yeah, eliminate if you can. Yes. But look, I live in the real world. Yeah. I am a parent. <laughs> uh, so treats will occur and usually sugary sweets, sweets. The big thing here is frequency. So if we grab our treats and put them as an add-on to dinner or our main meals, that's okay. That's fine. I'm, I'm happy enough with that. Where the danger is, is where you're going to have a treat in between meals. Yes. And we found, again, I'm going to talk about dentalhealthfoundation.ie, yeah. whereby they were talking about uh, something like 48%, yeah, 48% of Irish adults eat between meals. Oh, Usually wow. biscuits or cakes. Mm. I, well, had, well, I was putting so, up my hand there, but it'd mostly probably be nuts. And one and one and two of you listening to this podcast, <laughs> yeah. are there, and you know what? Maybe uh, eating right now, maybe having a biscuit as we speak. Um, <laughs> but it's okay. Finish it. You're okay. But the big thing really is just to de- try and decrease the frequency. If you can, kind of stable the treats around meal times. That's the big thing. Uh, drinking water. Try and eliminate fizzy drinks, carbonated drinks. Uh, reduce your sugar intake. These are all pretty basic things but important to follow if you can and also lead by example it's very hard for and I get this the third degree my pocket sized lawyers uh, who look at me as they're looking up and I'm, I'm drinking my coffee and stuff and how many spoons of sugar in that dad there's none uh, but again we lead by example and this goes back to the idea of, of regular attendance as well if they see you doing it this is a regular thing then they're more likely to buy into it. Great. Yeah. I think that's really good. Um, the, oh gosh, we're running out of time. Um, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, <laughs> tell me. I'm trying to think. Okay, so um, 
where do we stand on a final note in relation to Europe and the world? We had your stat about only less, just just over 50% of, of um, children actually brush their teeth t- twice a day or have their teeth brushed twice a day or brush their teeth. Where do we stand overall, Paul, when you look at it uh, in th- terms of our dental care? Okay, so a couple of, I was one of the statistics that jumps out at me. Um, it's hard enough to get a kind of a pan-European picture because criteria differ from country to country. But one thing that jumped out at me from dentalhealthfoundation.ie is in a comparison of food habits across 35 countries, that's uh, covering Europe, Israel and North America, Ireland had the highest average consumption of weekly sweets. Oh, stop. And there is a statistic to put it in. <laughs> oh, my God. And yeah. here we are heading for 2030, the most obese nation in mm, Europe. Yeah. And give me that again, there, please. So it was in a comparison uh, of food habits across 35 countries uh, covering Europe, Israel and North America. Ireland uh, was ranked highest average for weekly sweet consumption. Even above North America, mm, that is disturbing. So, but to answer your question, I think we are getting better. I think there's a, a certainly a more awareness. The other kind of pet hobby horse of mine is we traditionally, and certainly our generation and beyond, would have viewed dentistry as almost a separate compartment. It's just something to do with teeth. I would strongly urge everyone to think about dentistry as part of overall health. Not only for us in our generation and passing on good habits to young children, but also think about our parents. Um, One of the things that, as I mentioned earlier, our population is going to double the over 60s in the next 20 years. The care of elderly people, particularly dental health, is kind of left to one side, particularly those who are in, for example, residential nursing homes and things mm-hmm. like that. There's no real care plan in place and that's changing and I'm hoping it'll, be, it'll do well. But if you are in your 30s or 40s and you've got a parent who's that little bit older, obviously 70s or 80s, think about their dental health because there may come a time where you may have to step in to make decisions for them in that regard mm-hmm. and that's very hard to do. So try and bring mum and dad, if you can, in for your dental checkup and make it a family experience. That's lovely. Yeah. Paul, do you know what? It's been an absolute pleasure and I never thought I could be sitting here wanting to just keep on rolling talking about teeth <laughs> and dental care and you can read the article and interview that we're going to have um, with Dr. Paul O'Dwyer from the, who's the group clinical at with Dr. Paul O'Dwyer, who's the Group Clinical Advisor at Dental Care Ireland on rte.e forward slash lifestyle and also in the lifestyle section of the RTE News Now app. And you can catch us as well on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Well, Paul, you and a father to four gorgeous girls and um, heading home to your five ladies. Yes. Blessed art thou. Thank you so much for talking to us. Delighted to be here, Tara, and keep brushing. Will you come back in and talk to us soon? I will, of course. Thanks. So Delighted. Much. The Lifestyle Show with Tara Lockery-Grant on RTE Radio 1 Extra.